All right, real quickly. So what's the biggest mistake you think an unknowing person working at Nordstrom makes the first day of the anniversary sale? Bad footwear. Yes. (laughs) If you're not wearing comfortable shoes, it is a miserable experience that first day. Prepare to run. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nordy Pod. I'm Pete Nordstrom, President of Nordstrom, and your host for this podcast. Join me as I take you on an honest, authentic journey through our company and introduce you to many of the fascinating people in my life, one episode at a time. This episode, we're taking a special in-depth look at a big event for us, the Nordstrom Anniversary Sale. Join me as I sit down with my brother Eric and cousin Jamie as we look back at the history of this sale and reminisce over our favorite memories. I remember my first customer did not sell You remember first your first customer? Oh yes. We didn't have her size and the Nina strappy high heel sandals she wanted. Our assistant suggested I bring out some bear traps. <laughs> She did not like bear traps, <laughs> so it didn't go well. You'll also hear from our chief marketing officer, Dennis Anders, about the incredible task of ramping up excitement in the weeks leading up to the sale. You just sit down with me at the table and a bottle of wine and just start reading through customer comments. And it is like it, what, humbling. From, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Instagram, like all of it. Yeah, I mean, there's all these places for customers to share their feedback. And it's a double-edged sword. I mean, customers have high expectations for Nordstrom. We're also going to take a trip over to our store in Bellevue for their early access opening day to talk with a few employees and some longtime customers who've made shopping the anniversary sale a yearly tradition. I flew up from Santa Barbara last night. Just for this? Just for this. And then fly back tomorrow. That's amazing. Just for the, and I I do that every year. It's like, honey, you got to get a sitter because we're we're going full on here, right? You know, like, I don't care who you get to watch the kids today, but we're going to the sale. Have you always come to the anniversary sale since you were little? I think so, yeah. She was in a stroller. I've probably been coming here since I was in the womb. In the womb? (laughs) All right, that's good. It's a -a one-of-a-kind event that inspires a lot of joy in employees and customers alike and creates endless opportunities for us to do what we do best, which is make customers feel good and look their best. So sit back and enjoy this deep dive into the Nordstrom Anniversary Sale. The talent has arrived. The talent has arrived. <laughs> you got hair and makeup on site. You there. All right. So you guys need to be charming. Charming. <laughs> All right. So um, every July for us marks what is a very big event and known by almost all our customers. That's the anniversary sale. And so today, to help shed some light on... Everything about the anniversary sale. I have my brother, Eric, and my cousin, Jamie. We are back. I think we did this, what, a year ago? The three of us talked? I think it's been a long time. Long time. We, we've been waiting. For the, <laughs> really? For the Maybe it didn't go so well the first time. I don't know. But we're going to re- give you a chance to redeem yourselves here and do some witty banter about the anniversary sale. But... Um, one of the misnomers about it is that this is our anniversary, and it's actually not. I don't. Does anyone actually know what our anniversary is? Our, the I, actual I'd, date? 
I don't think anyone knows the actual date that the first the, the store was opened. The first shoe store? 1901. That's all we know. We yeah. got the year. Yeah. Well, it was a long time ago. And no one's here to verify that. So, But what happened was in the mid-60s, our dads, the Nordstrom company, when it was still a private company, bought Best Apparel. What's interesting about, about the only thing I think we took from the best situation was they had this thing called the anniversary sale. And as I understand it, I'm sure you guys had a version of the same story told you by mm-hmm. our dads. But uh, it was essentially a way of trying to drum up business during the slowest time of the year, which is July and August. And what they did, which is different than the other kind of sales, they brought in new stuff for the fall. And it was almost like a preview kind of sale. And then what they didn't sell, they'd mark back up go, you know, be like regular price items after it, rather than here's a clearance sale, we're just going to get rid of all this stuff. And it was all new merchandise. And so we embraced that. And it quickly became a really big deal for us. And to the point where in July and August, this time frame, it's as busy as holiday is for us, which I don't know that any other retailer around can say that. So that's really great. But with it, has got all kinds of growing pains and, and interesting things, uh, particularly as online became part of it. So, but before I get to all that, I'm just historically, since I don't necessarily prop myself up as a historian of Nordstrom, does that comport with how you guys know the sale to be? Pretty similar. It, it's, uh, you know, we've obviously we've both heard it from our dad. And I remember him saying, well, yeah, they had this idea, this event during the dog days of summer when it's really quiet. He goes, but they didn't do a very good job with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our team took the idea. And yeah, the, the big idea is that it's not a clearance sale. It's not marking down the old stuff. It's going out and getting brand new stuff. That quickly connected with customers who uh, saw it was something different. I think there was also a big advantage for vendors, particularly back in those days, because they could get those big orders further up front. We would order that stuff earlier. They could get their factories going. They could produce that stuff a month earlier. They could get it shipped earlier. And gives us kind of a head start on what trends are working and what customers want. So I'm curious now, if as, as we're talking about this, you know, because we instantly go to our memories of being teenagers and selling on the floor. So basically the way it started for all of us, we got started working young in the stock rooms during the summer. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure my first selling experience was anniversary sale. Oh, I got to remember it. It was one of the most stressful moments of my life. Yeah, I, I I've, uh, was stocking and about a week before the sale, uh, they said, oh, you better get some practice. And so I, I got the uh, <laughs> hand-me-down brown corduroy sport coat for that me? you had. Nice. And Blake had it before you. <laughs> nice uh, and heavy for the It was the, really heavy. It was really hot. Uh, <laughs> and I remember my first customer. It did not go well. Did not sell You remember first your customer. first customer? Oh, yes. Oh. I remember the first customer. And that's, uh, we didn't have her size. And the Nina strappy high heel sandals she wanted our assistant uh, came back and suggested I bring out some bear traps. She did not like bear traps, <laughs> so it didn't go well. But uh, what, what I remember about, I think this was my first year when I was 12, you know, it, it's the biggest day of, of the year, is that first day of the sale, and, and you know, there's things were building uh, heading into it, and our merchandiser, head of all shoes, Norm Satis, came into a stock room and challenged the team to I believe it was to do $18,000 in the first day. And he said, if you guys can do that, I'll take you for drinks to the Space Needle. 
Wow. And uh, the shoe dogs were excited about the prospects <laughs> of free drinks. Free drinks uh, is a motivator so for the shoe dogs. There was, there was just, I just remember, it was such incredible energy. And someone took a Sharpie and went on the wall in the stockroom and drew one of those thermometers. So it was 18,000 at, at the top. And so hourly flashes we were taking to see how close we were getting. And we did it. And everyone was so excited. And I was so excited because I was obviously the youngest. And how old are you? I'm 12. So okay. does a 12-year-old get to go well, to Space so Eagle? Well, so that's the obvious question. So I'm, you know, I like hanging out with the older kids. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm going to the Space Needle. Uh, the 12-year-old stock boy was not invited <laughs> to for drinks at the Space Needle. I was crushed. But uh, it was so much fun. It was it just it was a lot of work, but it was so much fun of, of how intense it was and how the team came together. It was a blast. Yeah, because the thing to remember, that was pre-internet days. And so what it was about was building to this day where there was a sale and there was newspaper ads and catalogs and people would line up. So, Jamie, I'm curious, like, so you, what were your first memories of yeah, being they involved didn't in quite, They didn't let me on the sales floor at 12 years old. <laughs> well, uh, he, was, he was a stock guy. I was Okay. Sold at 15. I was, you yeah, were I was, close, I was right? a stock guy, and I remember they did finally let me on the sales floor. And we had the, the NOL Ming. You remember the NOL <laughs> Ming? Yeah, yeah. flip-flop. little strappy flip-flop. NOL is Nordstrom Own Label. Nordstrom Own Label. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you had to sell a lot of those to make your day. We sold boatloads of those things. <laughs> and we had them stacked just inside the little alcove, the entryway to the stock room. And so you took one out to every single customer. Yeah, I remember, you know, being out there. And I remember my dad kind of lurking around back in women's tailored clothing, spying on me to see if I was showing shoes. But there were all these shoes that we sold. And the reason I think we have total recall on this stuff is that it was a big deal. And we sold thousands of these things. Mostly what I remember about that, this is the last week of the anniversary sale also coincided with Seafair, which is a big deal in Seattle, oh, especially if yeah. you're a teenager. Yeah. You want nothing else to be than to be out on the boat with all of your friends on Seafair, which is what every teenager in Western Washington is doing. And, you know, the, the veterans might, you know, take that day off, not the 16-year-old. So I had to work on Seafair. All my friends are out there. Uh, and still today, my friends are telling stories about what the crazy <laughs> things that happened on Seafair. And remember that time when that thing happened at Seafair? And I'm like, I don't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, that's a shared experience. <laughs> so, Jamie, when you were a buyer, what was your biggest coup of like the item or brand you were able to get? And it just became a huge deal. It wasn't mine, uh, but I kind of tagged along on it. So there's a guy named Terry Vickery who is the men's shoe guy for Utah. We were all writing our orders for anniversary and I'm gonna buy, you know, 300 pair of Doc Martens for this store, 400 for that store. And you're, you know, you wanna push the envelope because that, that's how you can uh, grow volume. And Terry Vickery bought, I forget, I, I can't, don't hold me to this, but if the numbers, if the math said you should buy 5,000 pair, he bought 20,000 pair. He had containers of Doc Martens coming in. And we all thought he was crazy and was going to get fired uh, <laughs> because he bought way too much. And remember the first couple of days watching those flashes, you know, you're looking at all your, you know, your peers out there who's, who's, who's having good business and where do you, where do you rank? 
And I remember at least that year, Terry absolutely just crushed it. Utah did, led the company. He did so much more business than anybody else. And, and you know, we've got some big markets, some big stores out there, South Coast Plaza and, you know, Chicago, where anniversary is a big deal and we do a lot of business. And Utah is not our biggest market, uh, not our highest volume stores. But on that first week of the event, he sold so many more shoes. And it was mostly Doc Martens uh, because he took a risk and he, and he made a bet. And in a real way, he kind of bet his career on it uh, because if it didn't work it would have been rough uh, <laughs> he would have been in a, a real tough spot yeah. and man it worked uh, and uh, I think those things kind of build on each other because then the next year somebody else sees that that calculated risk that he took and they do their version of it and over time it builds this model that we have where we're taking risks on behalf of the customer. What are they going to want? And how can we go big on it? And that's one of the reasons why it's evolved to what it is. I want to shift a little bit to how the sales evolved. And if you remember in those days, the early days, we had what we would call this pre-sell thing. And pre-sell was kind of a wink and a nod to people that had personal customers. They knew the sale was coming. They said, look, I, I don't want to line up at 7 in the morning or I'm going to be out of town. Can you just set this shoe aside for me because I want to buy it? And our salespeople are like, absolutely. First of all, there was the service part of it they could rationalize, but more so it's like, I wonder how much I could sell on the first day if I pre-sold all of this stuff and got all this in the book so I can leverage my time. And so it became like this unwieldy, huge thing. And then there, the rule that came down from the Nordstrom's was there's no pre-selling. This is, this is a bad thing. You're not supposed to do it. So it all became under wraps. And the, I like Eric's story about this. So <laughs> we used to have pre-selling goals, but you weren't supposed to tell like upper management. But this cat came out of the bag when Eric came home once started talking about his pre-selling goals. We'll talk about that. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was at Bellevue and uh, Jack Minnick was... Uh, See, I like how you're using names here. You're calling people out. This is good. <laughs> Jack I hope Minnick? they're listening. Yes. Uh, so he's running the department. So he called me in and he said, do you want to be treated like everyone else or do you want to be, be treated differently? I said, well, I want to be like everyone else. I want to be part of the team. Because all right, here's your pre-selling goal, and it was one cage. So Remember that's what, like a, that's, that's like about thousand dollars worth of shoes, maybe. Maybe, and so okay, so I was really excited. I got, I got my pre-selling goal. So at dinner that night, I was very excited to share the dinner table <laughs> that I had a pre-selling goal. Uh oh. <laughs> the next day. Jack calls me in. <laughs> he says, I thought you wanted to be treated like everyone else. <laughs> so Jack got in a lot of trouble for, for giving me a pre-selling goal. And to be clear, the reason we did this is like everyone should kind of have an equal shot. To us. It shouldn't be, yeah. you know, first day. If you come in early, you should be able to get it. So do you, re do you have memories well, of pre-sell? Yeah, but I also remember when it changed, when it started to evolve to what it is now. And, yeah. it, and it was the kid's shoe thing. So, you know, think about it. If you've got small children and you want first dibs on that product, you, you're going to come on the first day with your three little kids. Which is a nightmare. Which is a nightmare <laughs> on its own. And then you've got to go and and get a salesperson to, to measure your kids' feet. Well, measuring kids' feet, it, you know, kids don't want to have their feet measured. And so it's just, it's a bad experience. And so what we started doing, this is, you know, going back 25, 30 years, is we would invite the customers in before the sale, measure their kids' feet. It was a pre-fitting? It was a pre, we called it pre-fitting. That's okay. exactly right so and they'd say okay i want i want this shoe for for my son and this shoe for my daughter and the salesperson would kind of write that all up and then uh the customer would come in on the first day of the event and they, they would go around the store and buy all their stuff and then they'd come and basically pick up the shoes that they had pre-fit for their kids and so 
pre-selling in kids shoes was we'd kind of changed the semantics and we made it okay. Seems like a noble effort. <laughs> yeah, and then I think it was like I don't know, 2002, 2003, we said, can we do a version of that but for the rest of the store? And I don't think it was approved, but it started to happen and it it got to a point where every single stairwell, emergency exit, stockroom, roof, basement was full of bags that was that yeah, were, and we had in those days. You'd have like the customers; it was all ready to go. Like the the yeah, it was stamped with their card and everything. Yep. You think about the privacy issues. And we ring it all like, up oh on that God. first day, but but the merchandise had already been pulled. Yeah, and we were all sitting around going, okay. This has gone too far. We're making hard on our customers because we put them through all these weird little. Well, it, and it it became it was more about who the customer knew got as a salesperson, That's right? What they would get versus what the customer wanted or was was good for them. And that's how it evolved to what it is today and what's been for the last, you know, close to 20 years, which is it's about the cardholder. You know, if you come into our store for anniversary sale, especially during the first handful of days, which we call early access, you're going to see yellow signs all over the place that say the card is the key. And we're trying to be super transparent that cardholders get first shot at the event. And we drive a lot of loyalty with those customers. And remember, this is an event that you often see gen multiple generations of customers shopping at. And it, because it's been a tradition for families for 30, 40 years that they plan their summer vacations around. And I think where our team gets energized is that we're, we're almost like putting on a show or putting on an event that is really fun for millions of customers out there that think of this as a milestone to their year every single year and that they do with their friends and their family you know we're delivering something that is important to them um and that i think you know gets our people pretty fired up all right well i'm going to take the nordy pot on the road and we're going to go to bellevue and we're going to see what's happening there as customers are lining up to come in the store so you guys, I appreciate you talking about this, and we will uh, maybe we should reconvene after it's over and see how it all went. All right, excellent. So now let's take a little trip over to our store in Bellevue, about 10 miles from our downtown Seattle store, to catch a glimpse of their early access opening day. We're going to hear from the store manager, Laura Best, and a few other employees about what you can expect when you walk into the anniversary sale as a customer. We'll even chat with a few loyal customers to learn about their experience at Nordstrom and why they keep coming back year after year. How you guys doing? Real good. Nice to see you. Thanks. Good to be here. You ready for action? Oh, yeah. All right. Look sharp. Ready to go. So here we are, first thing in the morning at our Bellevue store, and it's the first day of the early access for our absolute best customers, and this is a store that's got a lot of them. So we wanted to come here this morning, check it out, see how the sale's starting off, get a little temperature read, so here we are. We were talking about uh, our anniversary memories, my brother and cousin and I, and uh, a lot of it happened right here at the Bellevue store, so it feels very nostalgic for me to pull up here in the morning, park in the parking lot, and come walking in here, because I did a version of this when I was a teenager. 
Maybe talk about every episode. It's so good. You do? <laughs> we should interview you. Come here. Come here. Come here. What's your name? Jennifer. Jennifer. Pete. Nice to meet you. So what do you do here? I'm the area sales manager for Western Washington. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. So how long have you been at Nordstrom? Almost 12 years. So you've had 12 anniversary I sales, have. I suppose. Yes, I have. Were you a customer before you worked here? I was a customer before I worked here. Would you come for the anniversary sale? Absolutely. So you're just here helping to greet customers? I am. I'm greeting customers, handing out gifts, okay. supporting the styling team. So how many customers have we had come through already, first uh, thing in the morning? Almost 200. 201. Oh, you track. Yes. Several people have already asked, where's the champagne? Are we offering champagne? Yes, we are. <laughs> See, now that's a new wrinkle. We didn't used to do that. Yeah. Well, thanks for Thank talking you. to us. And thanks for listening, too. That's nice. I love it. I really do. We'll ask these guys what's happening. Morning. Good morning. What's your name? Tyler. Tyler, I'm Pete. Pete, how you doing? Nice to meet you. So what do you guys, you're giving them what, a gift bag? Yep, so this is a, a coffee tumbler and a gift bag. Okay. Um, good for the entire sale. They can fill it up at our Oh, so you get free board. coffee if yeah. you bring in the tumbler? Free coffee with the tumbler. Nice. We got little snack boxes over here to keep them all energized and going. And Someone said out there you're handing out a champagne. Is that, where is that happening? Right over here. Here's <laughs> the mimosas right here at this table wow. right quick for you. All right. What's your name? Uh, Zeke. Zeke, good to meet you. So, Zeke, what are you giving out here? I was giving out snack boxes. A snack box. Yeah. Let's check that out. Wow, okay. Some napkin, granola bars. <laughs> you guys have thought of everything. No one's going to go hungry here. That's good. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Strawberry yogurt parfait. Had I known, I wouldn't have eaten breakfast. So oh, man, well, we have coffee and water and mimosas as well. Are people going in for the champagne first oh, thing? Oh, yes. They're skipping the food straight for the champagne. Yeah. We learned somewhere along the way that customers like to have a drink in the store. That's so cool. Yeah, bars well, it helps and stuff. the shopping, it works. too, it you does. know? Yeah. Good. All right, have fun. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Here we are at Bellevue, and it seems only appropriate that we talk to the store manager. So, Laura, okay. thank you for um, talking to us here in the Nordy Pod. Now, let's start by how long have you been at Nordstrom? 36 years. This is my 35th anniversary. I 35th started in holidays. So. Okay. What stores have you managed? Um, Palo Alto yep. and Pleasanton. And then here at Bellevue. And now at Bellevue. Do you have a favorite one at this point? Or they I all... have three kids, and they're <laughs> all my favorites. <laughs> That's a good answer. So, thank you. That's a yep, good answer. They're all my favorites. So, do you have any early memories of what it was like working at the anniversary so because when I think about the anniversary sale, a lot of it is the rose-colored lenses of, oh, remember way back when, when the right. sale was like this, and we did X, Y, and Z. Do you right. have any of those kind of memories of working on the sale? The sale has always been, to me, about, like, a journey, because, you know, it starts, you get the product, and you're sweating, unpacking all this product. I mean, like, probably, where like, are we going to put it all, Where right? are we going to put it all? Is, and then today, that has not changed 35 years. I'm like, we can't put one more thing. We've got stuff in the hallway. We've got stuff sitting everywhere. But it's always about the space. I remember seeing all the stuff and you couldn't touch it, right? It was anniversary. There'd be big crosses of stuff like do not sell, do you not touch. And all this great product. And as a salesperson, you're just looking at it going, can't wait for that to get started because it's great product and there's a lot of it. So you were with us in those days and being shoes, I, I'm familiar with this, the pre-sell days. Yes. So why don't you tell a little bit of what that was about? Is this, am I in court? No, right you're now? not in court. Okay. There, this is not, I have a great story There's about no this. law about pre-selling. It's just as you know. As we try to mention, yes. we were talking about our futility of trying to get people mm -hmm. to stop pre-selling. So when I was a store manager of Pleasanton, it was really the first, you know, Nordstrom store I managed where we had anniversary. 
And all I hear is you can't pre-sell. You cannot pre-sell. And pre-sell is where... So the sale starts, starts and the sale starts and it starts of July And nobody gets to get anything earlier. Right. And then our salespeople do the right thing and take care of our customers, right? They have long-term relationships. They want to sell this stuff to customers. Customers are clamoring for it. They're really doing everything they can to get us to sell, you know, hold it for me. So, of course, you start putting it in, in the bushes. You're putting it in the back. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to stop on that point because yeah. it is true. We we would tell our salespeople, we want you to use your best judgment, go right. above and beyond, take care right. of your customers. But exactly. you can't do this. But you can't do this. And at the same time, the customer's saying, can you please right. just do this because yeah. I can't make it in that first day. Exactly. Can you geez, please just set us aside? I'm a great customer. And so we put them kind of in a bad spot. We put them in a really bad spot. Can I tell you a funny story about pre-sell quickly? You absolutely can. It was about Blake. So My nobody brother. hated okay, here nobody we go. hated pre-sale more than Blake. Yes. So I was in Pleasanton, and that's a, that was a big store. So he was going to come walk, of course, the day before anniversary. So he's looking around the back. He has a he radar. Has he has oh, something. Yeah. We had moved all of it for the whole store into the stock room that nobody goes in. Nobody even half people so in the you store. Hit it. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Got it. And so I'll, of course I'm walking, and I'm steering around the departments, and Blake goes, "What's back there?" And he found the whole thing and he was so mad. Did you get in we, trouble? I did. My career flashed before my eyes for a moment. <laughs> but then, you know, we had, we had a lot of good customers that we were going to be taking care of. And I understand the both sides of it. I yeah. really do, but it was hard. But it was, those were the times where, you know, you knew somebody was going to find it. No matter how yeah, hard I you tried to What's put better it aside. to me about it is that we just brought it all out in the open. I love because it, it yeah. used to be you had to kind of tell people, well, we don't do it. Right. But then we would do it for some reason. Because, well, I know right. my friend does it. So exactly. then you had to, you were kind it's of, terrible. Terrible. kind of lie. Yeah. It was terrible. So yeah. maybe can you talk about how it evolved yes. so that we made it part of our loyalty program? Right. We took it out of the shadows and we made it right. a transparent process for everybody. We did. And I love early access. It's pretty simple for customers. We're saying if, you know, we're going to start with our very best customers. Our icons get the first crack at it. And then each day that goes on, you get to come in and shop. So if you're an ambassador and then you're an influencer, and then we're going to open up to the public on Monday. But right. this feels like if I'm a customer of Nordstrom, that I'm being valued. The loyalty for our customers yes, to Nordstrom and this event and shopping with us all year, actually, I love the fact that we can offer this to them to get in so here So you feel early. like it's working well? I do. Okay. I feel really good about it. So give me an idea of the scale of how big of a deal the sale is for you. So, you know, starting with the early access all the way through the end, it's what, that's four weeks, three weeks? Yes, like three, uh, a little over, yes. Put that in context of the year, how big of a deal that is for you guys here in Bellevue. We're the number one anniversary store in the company, so. We do more business than anybody else. More, I believe more. that. believe that. We have a lot of great loyal customers here. Like, do you do more on anniversary than you do in holiday? No, but it's close. It's close. It's pretty close. So give me an idea of, like your top salespeople, how much will they sell over the our, course of the sale? Our top person is about 240000 240000 just for the sale? Just for the sale. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's important Particularly for them. Commission. That's a that's, that's a, a that's a good. That's right. Couple paydays, right? We there. probably had fifteen people that were over two hundred thousand. So everyone's probably trying to figure out the math on the commission on two hundred forty thousand dollars. But it depends what department you exactly. work in because we have different commission rates right. for different categories right. of stuff. So we go from what? What is it in beauty? It's three. Three up to like ten, ten in, in shoes. shoes. Yeah. So it'd be if you were selling shoes and you sold two hundred forty thousand, twenty four thousand dollar check. 
And that's for a month. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's the motivation. You're going to get some job applicants after this podcast. Perfect. Well, you know what I've loved about this is I remember in fine jewelry, the people selling at those events made a lot more money than I did. And I loved that because that's what this is about. Totally. It is when people are doing that, they're so happy. They're loyal. They're going to be here. And like, I love it. They should get rewarded for that. Yeah. That's hard work. It's totally hard work. It is. Yeah, I agree with you because no one sells a ton by accident. No. Right? That, is, mm-hmm. that is legitimate hard work and preparation. Right. Yeah. Well, Laura, you do a great job here. Thank, thank you for thank managing you. through the challenges <laughs> and remodel and stuff. And I no hope you're rewarded by having an awesome sale. Thank you, Pete. Before we move on, I'd like to take a minute to introduce our super talented Chief Marketing Officer, Dennis Anders. As our company gears up for this massive annual event, Dennis and her team brainstorm fresh new ways, while still respecting the old ways, of creating buzz and excitement that will introduce more customers to the anniversary sale. Dennis really understands that marketing is all about listening to our customers and meeting them where they are. And she's got some really great insight about how that all works here at Nordstrom. Finally got the invite you to did. be on the so Nordy Pod. On, That's right how it's going to start right out. You finally got the invite to be on the Nordy Pod. I mean, I've been waiting. <laughs> I feel like this is an episode of Howard Stern, though, a little bit. Is that, do you do? We won't get into those kind of topics. That, sure. That's a first. No one's ever compared me to Howard Stern. That's probably not a bad thing. Probably not. All right. So that we can get the entire 360 view of what happens in anniversary sale, it occurs to me that we need to get the marketing perspective. So giving us the marketing perspective of the anniversary sale today is Dennis Anders, who runs our shop here for marketing. So Dennis, thanks for being on the Nordy Pod. Hi, Pete. Hi. Okay. So there's a lot of things we could talk about, but the first thing that I'm thinking about is the anniversary sale is really important to a lot of customers. And they have a lot of history, preconceived ideas, what good looks like, all of that. And marketing seems to be at the center of a lot of those things. So I'm just curious how you think about, okay, here's the anniversary sale and I have this responsibility to keep it going. Yeah. For me, it's it's almost personal. I mean, I shopped anniversary when I was in high school. I used to, sh- I lived in California. I would get my catalog, which we'll talk about in a second, because mm-hmm. that's an interesting point about what's changed and what hasn't changed. But I used to plan with my mom and go to the Arden Fair Mall and uh, eat at the in ca- Sacramento. In Sacramento, yes. which um, sadly is actually not open anymore. <laughs> Roseville's there. Roseville's that's there. Right. We love Roseville. Um, but just that excitement, I think, really speaks to what the sale means to people and still means to people. I mean, one of the things that's so interesting to me is when you think about all the evolution that's happened, particularly in the industry of marketing, right? And you think about the way customers receive information now is so different. There are things that really have not changed and have passed generation after generation. So the perfect example of this is a a big hot topic here is a catalog, right? So if you think about, you know, back in the day, the way we would tell people about anniversary was newspaper ads, 
catalog. And then, of course, our people. We've always been a really big word of mouth company that continues to, yeah, to be and, who and, we are and today. And, clear, and quickly on that, because yeah. so, we've always had kind of the cardholder part of this, you know, what we talk about early access now or called preview or different things. But the catalog got sent to our existing customers. That's right. And once the public sale started, that was a big newspaper. Radio was a big part of it. All Radio. those traditional touch points of how to cast a wide net. And then fast forward to a time where people receive their information differently. Obviously, you hear about anniversary probably most from the sort of influencer network, right? In social media and that type of thing. And even for us, as we continue to engage customers more digitally, we said, you know, gosh, given customers want to receive their information differently, we started doing all these things from a digital standpoint, right? Which, of course, is relevant. But we sort of pulled back on the catalog. So we said, gosh, you know, people have their phones. They've, you know, they're interacting with influencers. And year after year, no matter how many things that we did, new things that we introduced, new platforms, this and that or whatever, customers, the number one thing they ask for is the catalog. Yeah, but you think about it. How many years ago, okay, we are moving to the future here and we're burning the boats. No more catalog. It's all digital. We can connect with people through emails and texts. And I mean, all that this was stuff. probably like 10 years ago. About 10 years ago. And it's literally only been the last. Well, we had a smaller catalog last year and a little bit bigger one this year. But that was our thing when we were asked by people, what are you doing differently this, to make it better this year? It was like. We, and it's weird, it right? Was because go, it was back to the future. Like, we're going to have a catalog. And here we are in this <laughs> moment where everyone's talking about artificial intelligence and all the things that are going <laughs> right. to disrupt the industry and what robot. And I'm in the literally the number one thing we're talking about is the catalog. And by the way, I have heard like, amazing things. Like people love it. And I think it's that tradition thing and getting something in the, you know, and actually it's funny you mentioned that because think about the people who didn't start brick and mortar, right? Amazon does a catalog now. Oh, they do? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I unfortunately, my, I don't, I don't get their catalog. my three-year-old, you know, <laughs> takes their holiday catalog to bed with her thinking it's a, like a kid's story. But there are a lot of, um, yeah, companies who started digital that are bringing print back. And again, I think it just goes to, you have a broad base of customers that you need to reach. You got to reach them in different ways. And it's, you know, it's well, tricky, but it's like it's no different than our whole approach, how you stores and digital assets. Right. It's that's right. It's not how they're independent of each other. It's how they work together. And you need both. They have to work together. And also, you know, for us in particular, we talk about this a lot, but we have a huge opportunity to continue to amplify the voices of our people. I mean, when I started in had a lot of different roles of the company, but we'd often talk about how we're a word of mouth company. I want to stop there for a second. So when you say you started, like a lot, but you started selling stuff on the floor. I started right? selling at Nordstrom in 1999. In which store? In Walnut Creek. And then I went on and, and did a bunch of different roles at the company, which, you know, like a lot of people that you've talked to on the podcast, I think serves us well. I mean, it was funny. We just the other day, um, some of my leaders, we went and during anniversary, we all work in the stores, obviously. And we were we were running go backs. And I'm actually usually pretty okay, good. You have to tell people what go backs okay, are. So running go backs is basically when customers obviously try on clothes or shoes or whatever, they end up in different departments. And so you got to get or in the, the dressing rooms, or in the so dressing rooms. Right. And so you got to get the, the merchandise back to its okay. home department, so to speak. But as a really good example of why that experience is so important, no matter where you are in the business is, you know, I actually thought I'd be pretty good at that because I'm into fashion. I've been around a long time. There were a lot of brands where I literally had no idea where to take it back in the store. But it's important because where we put those brands in the store 
really signals how we think about how a customer might shop them, right? Like we are like in terms of their adjacencies. In terms of their adjacencies, in terms of their lifestyle, and how do we create a place of discovery for our customers? And so you really got to think about, oh, there's this brand, you know, Rails, and you know, which does that? What what brand does that sit next to? And as you're doing that, you're sort of painting this picture of who our customers are. And so for me and for my leaders, when you take that back to your teams, and whether it's you're working on content for emails or site or working on any communications, understanding who our customers are, what they want to buy, what maybe, you know, because they buy one thing, what's the next thing they want to buy. These are all things that you really pick up when you spend time in our stores with our people. And so it's super valuable. All right. So, you know, here we are, we're kind of midstream in the sale. How's that all roll Marathon. to you? Because I, you know, f- when you're doing things really from the merchant perspective, the scorecard is just the sales. Like, we bought this amount of inventory, we have this amount of sales to do. How do you think about defining success? You know, in a day-to-day way, when you're looking at the results of what's yeah. happening. Well, sales is one, but also, you know, we talked about the catalog again. Like, I would hope to hear when we look at customer feedback that they were excited about the catalog they were excited about what they saw we're obviously you know social media is a huge you know how are we what are customers saying about yeah, us so on that's, social media I was gonna ask, so when you're talking about feedback are you kind of just looking at the oh, chat yeah. you want to you want to do a drinking game i probably shouldn't say that but <laughs> you just sit down with me at the table and a bottle of wine and just start reading through customer comments and it is on Instagram or Twitter or whatever Instagram like all of it yeah I mean generally it's funny all the platforms play a a bunch of different roles and of course now there's threads which let's not forget about that did you know we we, uh, started a threads account no anyway all right so we started a threads account but um, (laughs) I should check that out uh, but yeah I mean there's all these places for customers to share their feedback And, and as we said customers it's a double-edged sword. I mean, customers have high expectations for Nordstrom. They feel a certain way they're going to tell you. And okay. So what so anyway. is the number one complaint or bad experience? If you're just thinking about drinking a glass of wine at the end of the day and look at some of these threads, some of this chat stuff, well, what is the number one thing that creates disappointment? I feel like I should set the record straight on one thing right now. One thing we hear a lot about is that, you know, because we have this influencer level in our loyalty program, so we have our icons and our ambassadors, our influencers, often we'll hear customers say on social media, oh gosh, you know, you let influencers in to shop before me. And we and they would, think they mean and, like social influencers? Yeah, like social influencers, oh. which is Maybe not true. Maybe we should call it something different. So, Maybe uh, that was a poor naming do decision. I think that marketing did not have that conversation. <laughs> so, you know, you could see where I quickly went to the question about the things that disappoint people most. And that's kind of the nature of our job. We tend to obsess about the stuff that hasn't worked. But what if you flip that around? Like, what do you think the people, like when you see things that are going well and the feedback that you get, that's reinforcing and positive. What what are the kinds of things you hear about what people like about the sale? I mean, what people like about the sale and what they like about Nordstrom, I'll start out by saying is why I work here, right? I mean, what people like about the sale is the interactions with our people, right? The excitement of people still lining up outside the door. I mean, how many people were outside Bellevue? Like 150 people yeah, or whatever, something like that? Yeah, there were a bunch of people like when we were there. There was a woman that showed up at 6 a.m., you know, and we made yeah, arrangements so to, ha- to meet her there at 6 a.m. I mean, you know, that's amazing. To have amazing. that kind <laughs> of excitement and connection to our brand, and more often than not, to have the connection to a salesperson or stylist in our store, I mean, that's better than anything 
marketing can do ultimately. I think our job in marketing is really just to help amplify those stories. And, and you know, I think it's what makes being around here special. Okay, so you talk about amplifying the stories. And I, I go back again to the idea of how social media has really changed the game. So you were talking about ways that we can talk about discovery and, yeah. you know, here's the product. And I was noticing on Instagram, we have... I mean, I don't know if these are like models or employees. I mean, it's more than just a scrappy someone with a cell phone. Hey, look at here's this cool stuff I bought at Nordstrom. So, what are we looking at there? Is that like a paid model, or is that a it's a it's a mix? Is it a salesperson? It's what a is total that? mix, and that's what's awesome. I think about where all this is going is that again, people want to learn about what's hot, what's new, all different groups of, of people, right? People like to hear about it from their families. They like to hear about it from an influencer. They find that they want to hear about it from Nordstrom, right? We have a point of view. We have a, um, a way that we curate a product. And so when we think about social media, it really is about we work to have content on that platform that, you know, engages customers. And so typically it's a mix. Sometimes there might be something that came off a more traditional shoot. Sometimes there's literally somebody on our creative team or our social team just you know, walks downstairs to the store and takes a shoebox out from the stock room and uses their iPhone and takes a picture of a Birkenstock dropping on the floor. I mean, it's not super high tech because that's not what this is about, yeah, right? Because, well, because it feels authentic and feels real. But I was thinking of one thing I saw today. It was pretty slick. It was a, it was a young woman talking about, here's the things that are great on the sale. And she was trying different things on. It didn't look like yeah. it was a salesperson or something. So I'm not so sure what that was. So it would have been one of our um, influencer partners, right? So if you think about, well, I won't name a bunch, but if you just think about all the influencers just there. people that have them. big social audiences. People that have big we, social we audiences. And, and, you know, there's bigger influencers. There's micro influencers. There are our salespeople and stylists. I mean, one of the well, things We have those, too. And those, those are great. And, and we've awesome. heard from some of those people on the Nordy Pod. And, you can, and if you're following Instagram, you can see a lot of these people actually Yeah. And you know, frankly, I mean, thing. if you're asking me, I mean, for us, like as somebody that supports the marketing organization, our ability to get our team's voices out there, I mean, they know what they're doing. They see this stuff every day. They have a love for the product. They have a love for customer. And so, you know, I think one of the things, a lot of downsides of social media, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I do think one of the really cool things about social media is it's given a much broader group of people a platform to share ideas to share a point of view that you might not otherwise get if it's just you know one group putting out an ad or a catalog I mean I really do think that is one of the things I do value about that channel so to speak and I think that's been good for us because again over a hundred years it's like the best marketers so to speak for Nordstrom are the people that are giving our customers a great experience and so social media is kind of allowed us to tell that story or allowed them to tell that story and i think that's that's pretty cool yeah that's why i love the podcast actually just you know hearing customers talk about their experiences or salespeople. i mean you can't script that stuff and so you've been it's been awesome to hear that on here it's been really inspiring actually to our team so Thank you. Well, that's great. Dennis, thanks so much for being on the Nordy Pod. I think we're going to follow up maybe uh, some future episodes here. There's there's a lot of stuff to talk well, we about. We got some good stuff in marketing. We sure do. Nice job, Thank Dennis you. and marketing team. Good job.
right, so one of the nice things I get to do here, uh, the Nordy Pod being the store, is talk to some customers. And so when I talked to Laura, the store manager said, well, do you have any customers coming in for the sale that I'm, I might be able to talk to that you know, are good regular customers? So, so we have Tiffany and her daughter, Abby, that are here. Thanks, you guys. Yes. So have you been coming to the anniversary sale for years? A long time, since I was younger than my daughter. Yeah. So um, with my mother and my sister, and we would come every year. And it's been a tradition since I was little. Hi. I'm Pete Nordstrom. Hi, Pete. I'm Debbie Hegman. I'm Jan. Okay. I'm Debbie and I are dear friends. And you guys are all friends, too. Is, yes. that, is that how this yes. works? Maybe you can talk a little bit about your history with Nordstrom. My husband won't be able to listen to this, right? <laughs> well, that's up to you. It's going to be out there for the uh, world to hear. I don't think he even He's knows what a podcast is. So, Valerie, what's your last name? Alger. Can you tell us a little bit about your history of being a Nordstrom customer? Yes, it was in San Mateo at the Hillsdale Mall. Wow. Where okay. our children grew up. And the very first anniversary sale I went to was at Hillsdale with my three-month-old daughter. So which anniversary for you is this? If you were to measure it that way, how many anniversary sales have you come to? Well, since my daughter's 34, so 34 years every year. In fact, um, I flew up from Santa Barbara last night. Just yeah. for this? Just for this, yeah. Wow. And then fly back tomorrow. That's amazing. Just for the and I, I do that every year. I was laying in bed last night thinking about how many years. I think it's forty. This is my forty-second anniversary sale. Oh, wow. So yeah, just just a few in there. Yeah. And have you always come to the anniversary sale since you were little? I think so. Yeah. She was in the I've been, yeah. Dragged you along. I've probably been coming here since I was in the womb. So. In the womb. <laughs> All right. That's good. So you know this whole program, I think, as you know, is if if you're a really good customer, you get to come early. Yes. So. I think I should start by thanking you for being a really good customer. Yeah, so you're allowed to be here. And, yeah. and so I would imagine you have a salesperson that's a regular salesperson of yours that maybe acts as a personal yes, shopper. Yes, Maria right? Morrow. She's been our personal shopper since I was little. No kidding. She's been the same one. And we come do the sale with her every single year. She's amazing. We love her. For me, I am very much a people person. And so I, I love that when I come into Nordstrom, um, Kathy Brown like always treats me as if, I mean, she's just she's wonderful. She's always so helpful. Anything that I need, if I have questions or something I'm looking for. But for me, it's also just spending time together and knowing that we're going to make a day out of so it. So it's kind of out it. It is. It you is. guys have lunch yeah. and the whole deal. Oh, yeah. you we do. Absolutely. So how long will you guys be here today? Oh, until Hours. we're done. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Is I don't know. Is it all day? Probably. Yes. So do you shop for the whole family on anniversary sale? You pretty I, much just shopping for yourself. I buy everything for the whole. We now have four and a fifth grandchild on the way. Wow. So it's. So hard. you get a list? I ask for a wish list. Did you get everything? Get everything yes. you wanted? Yes, I think I did. Yeah. Are you done? Or are you still going? Oh, I, Maria showed me so many things. I've tripled what I bought <laughs> on my wish list. You're now the second person we've talked to today that's talked about Maria. I know I know them too. Oh, yeah. I've been shopping with them on the anniversary because we come at the same time. So is the sale something that you plan to attend and it's like you you know, you know circle things, you have an idea what you're trying oh, yes. to accomplish or is it just like, oh, maybe we'll go to the store and see what's going on? No, we will look at the catalogs before it comes out, kind of plan what we want. And a lot of it, like especially for my daughter, is back to 
to school shopping. Yeah. So Abby, did you get some stuff this morning? Yeah. All right. You happy about it? <laughs> Good. And did you get some stuff for yourself into? Yeah. Things? Yeah. 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 It was fun. We used to buy like me, my mom, and my sister would buy like matching Juicy Couture suits growing okay. up. And like today, <laughs> today I kind of had like a, a moment, like kind of back in time, because she wanted to buy matching pajamas with me. Did so, you guys do that? Yeah, today? we bought matching pajamas All today. Right. And they're really cute. <laughs> I'm a special education teacher, and so obviously I have what I wear to work, which is much different than when I'm home with my two children during the summers or if I'm going to the gym. So I love that I can get like my active wear, I can get casual, and then I can, for work, things that are a little bit more professional and it's all in one place. Only one thing we're not happy Yeah, about. We, we only had one thing that we were so really disappointed Something about. you wanted that we didn't have? It was, okay, this was Nordstrom sponsored and it came across and I, 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 I tried to, to put it, it. I tried to put it in my wish list all night. You want this shirt? No. No. Oh, you want the guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not available. No, he was not. <laughs> I, I tried to put him in my cart for like two hours and it wouldn't let me do it. And so yeah, we try to be full service here, but yeah, that might be a bridge too far. Yeah, I was very disappointed. <laughs> Maybe we could have like live models in the store next year, so at least you can oh meet them. Oh my goodness, could you imagine? <laughs> I do want to share one story. My daughter, the three-month-old for her first anniversary, she came to Nordstrom with me every time. And she, when she was five years old, she, we said, okay, pick a stock, your very first stock. She picked Nordstrom. She did. She picked Nordstrom. Does she still own her Nordstrom stock? Yes, she does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fantastic. So this is all great. I'm curious though, you know, you've been shopping with us for a long time and the sale, yeah. like how we execute it's evolved a little bit over time. Yes. I'm sure you've noticed that. Do you yes. have any feedback for me on like what you like about the sale or what is not good about it that maybe we should fix? This year seems awesome. I loved like the goodie bags we got and yeah. the food. This year seemed a little more special. So did that, it? yeah. Okay. It so seemed, it was a lot better than last year in my opinion. Better than last year? Just like what we have on sale? And like all of the snacks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, snacks are usually a hit. I can, I can see that. So where are all your bags? I'm concerned there's no bags. Oh, no, it's all up there. Oh, you're still working oh, on no, it. No, it's all up there okay. already, yeah. Well, thanks so much for being such a great customer and taking the time to talk to us. If you need any of us to help carry some bags, I'll help carry some stuff. That would be I'll great. You let us know when you're ready to carry yeah. some stuff to your car. That, that'd be a kick, if you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind. I, I need to add some value somewhere. It reminds me of that time my mom and I were, like, carting our stuff out. I always say that when I'm older, I want to come to Nordstrom as if I'm Debbie Hagman. <laughs> and that's because oh, how embarrassing. She, just, she gets treated she's, so well. She's incredible. So one year we were at Alderwood, I think. And at the end of the day, my yeah. mom and I like carted our stuff out. We did like a little reel, like a little video. And I was like, look, Debbie, like I did really well at the sale. And she's like, oh, I don't push my own cart, Sarah. And I was like, dang it, I knew I had something more to live up to. Look, I'm telling you right now, we're, I'll help carry your stuff out anytime if I'm around. And any of the rest of these people yeah, will too. So. All right, well, good luck. Good, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Have fun. Yeah, okay, keep doing what you're doing. doing. All right, okay. we'll keep doing it. Thanks so much. All right. Hey, girls, we got work to do. <laughs> Full battle mode. All right, are we gonna carry some stuff to your car? It looks like you could use some help. All right, here we go. You know, we didn't used to have carts like this in my day. We were lugging it all out there. So this, is, this feels like kind of a luxury. All right, where'd she go? There we go. Well, you, you show up early, you get a good parking spot, so that's good. I was the first one here. 
Spot number one. Can you get the seat down? All right, can you stay there and slide some stuff? Oh my gosh, okay. How many people are you buying for here? Nine. Nine people. And do you think you have the sizes and everything nailed or do you think it's gonna be? Uh, yes, I did. They gave you, me their sizes. You size got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. That's great. I do this every year. Here's a shoe if you wanna lay that down. Here's another shoe if you wanna lay that down. This might be a record. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. So, so Valerie, you're shopping for your entire family. And you have a big family. Yes, I do have so, a very big family. Yes. Is it okay if we put this one in the front seat? Yes, yes, please. Uh-oh, we got more. There you go. Hey, did we do it? Did we do it? I think we did it. Valerie, that's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Maria, good job. Thank you. Let me know when you come back next year. We'll be here for you. Well, this, is, this has been really a fun morning for me, getting a chance to see our great salespeople in action and meeting some customers, which is probably the best thing. Getting all that positive reinforcement, I and mean, it's, it's great. And it reminds me how lucky we are to have such nice people working for us and, and such amazing customers. So this has been a lot of fun. I'm gonna head back down to Seattle into my office for the afternoon. Well, that's the show. Thanks for joining us on this journey, and we hope you keep listening. The easiest way to do that, if you haven't already, is to subscribe to the Nordy Pod wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please take a minute to give us a like, a share, and a review so other people can find this thing too. For more information about the show, head to nordstrom.com slash nordypodcast or follow us on our Instagram page at the Nordy Pod to stay up to date on new episodes, announcements, and more. We'd also really love to hear about your personal experience with Nordstrom. So if you have a story about how you've received great service or even bad service, send us an email to nordypodcast at nordstrom.com. You can even give us a call and leave a voicemail, and you just may get a chance to talk to me on a future episode of the show. That number is 206-594-0526. So don't be shy, drop us a line and be part of the Nordipod. And make sure to tune in next time when I sit down with a couple of really talented venture capitalists, founders of Imaginary Ventures, Nick Brown and Natalie Massonette. Brands come about all the time. For us, it's how do we find founders that are maniacally focused on their product and are really thinking about how to evolve their business over time. If the person with the idea, with the brand, the marketing, does not appreciate the importance of logistics, of operations, of financial discipline, those businesses will go nowhere. Likewise, if a founding team is all ops, if they don't have someone on the team at the highest level and if they don't themselves appreciate the importance of product, of marketing, of serving the customer, those businesses will fail. In our conversation, we dive deep into the essential services provided by investors like Nick and Natalie and what they've done to help bring attention to some of the most interesting new brands in fashion, food, technology, and more next time on the Nordy Pod.